Hello. Greetings, nerds. I feel like that's somebody. Is that somebody's uh, catchphrase? Hmm. Was, that, was that the Conan thing for a bit? There was. Um, do you remember uh, AOL Instant Messenger? We're dating ourselves, but I know you I do. do. I know you. Yeah, do. of course I do. Um, you can have your own like custom. I can, I can hear the sound. Yeah. Boring. But you could have your own sounds. I would have a Conan suite of sounds, where whenever oh. I logged in, it would just go, "Greetings, nerds." Um, that's, oh, jeez. That's what I remember. Hi, guys. This is not a late '90s, early 2000s nostalgia podcast, although. It could be. It very much could be. Uh, palling around for that one. I'm sure we've tackled a lot of those. Um, this is Pals Pulls. And uh, right now, we're looking a little white. And I don't mean in skin tone. But right now, it's just... <laughs> right now, it's just Kale and me. I'm Tyler. Hello. How's it going? Oh, for once, for once, I'm actually in the majority here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You've got a, a white person and I... <laughs> For for what the white guy says, for once I'm in the majority. <laughs> uh, here, here. For, okay, all right, fine, fair, <laughs> fair. It's about it's about what uh seventy five percent of of the of the show right now. Uh, hi, That's Zachary right. in the chat. How's it going? Um, so yeah, I'm Tyler and Kale's here. What's up, hot dogs? So uh, Marco should be joining us at any moment now. Um, the the uh, boot of corporate life is pressing ever so tighter on his poor little cranium. Um, yep. But that's what he gets. Um, how dare he try to have money to feed himself and his cat? Uh, listen, I haven't figured out how to have money, and I've been living just fine. <laughs> you know what? Fair. He has no excuse. No excuse. <laughs> uh, and, and it's always good because this always happens like last minute for him. So like he'll do all yeah. the work for the show. <laughs> Dude's ready. Me nuts, man. He's ready for it. But what uh what are we reading for the show, Kale? Um, why it's am I me. asking you? I have it ready. Because this week, we're reading Uncanny Avengers number one. Uh, this is by Jonathan Hickman. Oh, Hickman is credited credited on this. I don't know why he's credited on this on this website. Never mind. It's Jerry Duggan and Javier Garon. Um, it's the it's by... the one the one sorry the one God's page at the very end. That's probably why he's credited on this on this website. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, colors by Maury Hollowell. Uh, letters by Travis Lanham. Um, we're checking out Alpha Flight. This is going to be an X-Men heavy episode, fellas, which welcome to the comics, pals, I guess. Yep, it welcome sure to is. Marvel Comics, I guess. Uh, Alpha Flight number one. This is by uh, Ed Brisson, art by Scott Galuski, colors by Matt Miller, letters by Travis Lanham as well. Uh, we're checking out the listener pick this week. You can always vote on YouTube's community tab for the listener pick every Friday. Uh, this week we had uh, Dark X-Men, number one. Uh, this one by writer Steve Fox, art by Jonah Scharf, colors by Frank Martin, letters by Clayton Collins. We're also checking out The Cull, number one. So we had a little bit of a of a preview and a discussion about this when we had writer Kelly Thompson on the show a couple mm. couple months back? Months? It was, yeah. yeah a couple months now. Months. Um, Kelly Thompson talked about this, and this is... Uh, Colored and drawn by Matia Deulis, with letters by Hassan Otsmain Ilau. Oh boy, I'm, I'm, I tried. Um, and then Batman and Superman World's Finest, number 18. This is by Mark Wade, art by Travis Moore, colors by Tamara Bonvillain, and letters by Steve Vons. Um, I always want to pronounce that, Tamara Bonvillain. Bonvillain. Yeah, yeah, I do, I I like do that's the exact same. Doing that. That's like whenever I see the word chandelier, I have to pronounce it chandelier. Chandelier, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure you and I uh, think that for the same reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, guys, welcome to Palace Pulse. 
But before we dissect these funny books, what are some good names for comic books? Funny books, floppies, singles. Man, you, talk, you talked about doing improv on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, 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 sequentials. We'll work on it. Yes, and. Um, you, you can support us on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash thecomicspals, where every week one of us weirdos does a newsletter about whatever we decide to talk about that week. It doesn't necessarily need to be comic books. I know Kale and I have tackled non-comics things. Marco is still doing Swamp Things if you want to check out his muck hole. Um, and there's no end in sight. Uh, at least there is for this iteration of his newsletter. I think I, didn't, I think it's the penultimate issue of it. Um, but wow. he could talk. He, he'd be able to talk about that if he was here. Um, but otherwise, I know, Cal, you've done scripts on there. I've done yeah. full-on videos. Sean has done these kind of longer essays. So a lot of bang for your buck there. Um, I did a whole ass radio show. Produced yeah, it, everything. Yeah, yeah. Once. And... Uh, you can listen to Pal and Round, which is our other show, exclusive for Patreon, where we just talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, there will be one coming out tomorrow where Kale uh, reveals oh, he's a bad one. person. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That'll be tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want to hear, you, if you want to hear uh, my, if you want to hear about my true villain moment, uh, sign up to the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. When I was editing that one, um, a it was hyped up to be something horrible. Um, and I thought it would be horrible, but I mean, it was <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 No, there probably was a crime committed. Oh no, there was, there was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't There's... know UK, UK law, but I'm pretty sure there was a crime committed. Uh, but speaking of crimes committed, the crime of Orcus against mutant kind in uncanny Avengers. Number one, look at that segue. I'm a pro at this. This is by the aforementioned Gary Duggan, art by Javier Garon, colors by Maury Hollowell, letters by Travis Latham with a little uh, Hickman Gods backup in, in the back there. So this what a is... What backup it was. Uh, I guess the this is kind of a, the uh, real... This and X-Men, I feel, are the real kind of uh, uh, pillars for this Fall of X storyline going forward. And both of them written by Jerry Duggan, so obviously... Oh, that'll be why. Yeah. Um, and this is Jerry Duggan's second go around on uh, the Uncanny Avengers. He did, you know, some Uncanny Avengers stuff back when it wasn't Krakoa and stuff like that. Did he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why oh. the Deadpool Deadpool's in here. That was that was big in his thing. Pre Secret Empire, which they directly reference in this in this book too. Um, this was, I actually enjoyed this, um, and and it was weird for me. I really like Javier Garon as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his stuff on uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers towards the the the, la- the last arc, I believe, was the huge, big culmination multiversal arc that was uh, uh, storyline wise, like somebody vomited on it, but it was good looking vomit. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he really knocked it out of the park on that. And I think this is this allowed him to be a little more subdued because he's not drawing a thousand characters per page. Um, he kind of actually gets to work with angles here. And I, and I think the, the angles and the way he, he kind of directs the shot of what he draws is really interesting in this book. And I, and I actually really enjoy this issue for it. Yeah. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any complaints about the art. I think the art, you know, is, is incredible pages of it here too. 
Um, but I, I I fell asleep in this issue. This was the first thing I read, um, and I read it this morning, and it just it did not. I had to take a second nap at about ten forty five. You a hobbit? No, you did live in New Zealand for a bit, so yeah. yeah. Um, I just it's so wordy. Everyone it's, it's, sounded it the same long, to me, right? Yeah, it felt so it, long. It, it's showing as thirty six pages, and I'm really bad at remembering what a normal a normal comic normal comics like like twenty eight, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is a little oversized, um, but uh, yeah, definitely. F- I felt the length on this one. I, I enjoyed it because I I liked what they were doing here, um, even though it's starting to feel a little bit you know Superhuman Registration Act kind of yep. Civil War. You know, like, the heroes are underground, and they're trying to save their people. And I'm like, uh, guys, we've kind of been here before. Um, but the I think the characters they chose for this are good. Um, there's some characters, I think, who haven't had a spotlight on them in a while that I'm really interested about. Um, specifically, like, Quicksilver and, and Quanon, who is Psylocke. Um, I do like them as characters, so it, it's cool to see them kind of get the, the spotlight. Yeah, I'm... I'm... It's cool to see Quicksilver um, because you don't ever get to see him basically in anything. Yeah. Um, I just, I just don't like Jerry Duggan's voice for mm. anything. I just don't like Jerry Duggan, um, and this just didn't do anything for me. Can- the health, the Hellfire Gala was already a bust. Yeah, I was surprised you guys didn't like that one, to be honest. I missed that show that week. Um, I, I What? I, I enjoy... I, I agree. There was a lot on the page. But I thought the art of that issue was phenomenal, and that alone saved it. Put Chris no, Anka on a book and Russell Dodderman on a book. I don't care. Um, well, you're the, you're, you're the problem. I am the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. That's a Taylor Swift reference, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, I just, um, I you know, I I don't enjoy coming here to see stuff like this, but there's just, uh, there's nothing here for me. Interesting. Um, I barely know who Captain Krakoa is and what the whole situation there is. I sort of know, but I've completely avoided X Men up till now. Um, <laughs> Dan in the chat says, "Well, Jerry Duggan doesn't like you either." So good, good. <laughs> So Stay away from me. Do do we a couple things here? Um, yeah, Jerry Duggan kind of started his tenure at Marvel with the Marvel Now Deadpool book with uh, yeah. Brian Posehn. Um, so this is him kind of coming back to Deadpool, and he hasn't really touched Deadpool in a while. I mm-hmm. really like Jerry Duggan's Deadpool. There's a there's a real heartwarming aspect to his Deadpool, especially in his previous Uncanny Avengers run, where like the Steve Rogers Deadpool dynamic should yeah. not work as well as it does. Yeah, I recall that. Yeah. Like, there is few people that Steve trusts, like, with anything, and Deadpool is strangely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that started from, like, a, one arc in Deadpool, then it went to Kenny Avengers. So I, I like a return to that, and I like how Steve is trying to mend his relationship with Deadpool in this after what happened in Secret uh, Secret Empire, because he really, uh, uh, fake Steve really screwed over Deadpool. Oh, jeez. Um, 
But I also think Captain Krakoa, since we don't know who that is, it's supposed to, it, it was Cyclops previously. It was Cyclops. But my right. boy's dead right now. So right. he's doing typical Cyclops things. Oh, wait, no, he's uh-huh. not. He's, uh, he's being tortured somewhere. That's what he's being. Dying. Yeah. But um, I'm 90% sure that this Captain, Captain, Captain Krakoa Captain. is Secret Empire Steve Rogers. Hmm. I think. Interesting. I think the fact that he, he he explicitly was looking for the Fenris twins, Baron von Strucker's I, kids, it feels very Hydra that, yeah. to me. Um, and who and like out of all the big organizations that are in Orcus right now, um, you got AIM, you got a little bit of uh, pretty much all the 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 big ones there. Um, there's no Hydra, and Hydra's kind of been off the board since Secret Empire, so. I think I think that's who it is because there's even that that one bit where um, I forget who was fighting Captain Krakoa, but somebody was fighting him. It was like, oh wait, no, he's got superpowers. This dude, yeah, um, he's got super strength. So I'm I'm pretty sure it's Secret Empire Steve, which Hydra Cap coming back would be controversial. <laughs> Not at this point. On Twitter, it will be for about a week. No. Uh, maybe because it's dumb it played out, but <laughs> I wasn't um, on the show when, when Secret Inva- uh, Secret Empire was coming out, so I don't I don't remember the gauge uh, of things at the time. Jeez, that was a long time ago. It was. I think I, I think I was doing a different show at that point. Yeah, we didn't. Um, we weren't doing reviews at that point. No, I think Sean was the only one that was reading it. We you know we talked about the fallout and stuff, but um. I guess I could see. I guess I could see uh, the cat, the Hydra Cap coming back as a bit of a tie-in to the Madeline Pryor stuff in Dark X Men. Sure. Uh, to to sort of go along with that. Clone. Yeah, I see. I see. Because yeah, because the Fenris twins also showed up in a briefly in, in a panel of uh, Dark X Men, which we'll talk about. Did they? Uh, yeah, at the, okay. the in the backup story. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I I wish I could say this was for me. The art was great, um, but this man, this is a hard pass for me. I have one page up here of uh, Ben Urich at the Daily Bugle, which is the, yeah. this angle of him looking upwards, and he looks worried, and you can see the the shading of the the, the shadows of the window blinds in him. That is just insanely yeah. good. Um, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed the art of this, and I think. If you're a Javier Garone fan or if you've been sleeping on him for a bit, I think I remember first seeing his stuff in, like, uh, was it Solid and Ahmed's uh, Miles Morales, I think. Might have been where I first saw him. Mm. But um, it's good stuff, in my opinion. Story, I'm, I'm sure, it, you know, it depends on whether or not you like what's going on in Fall of X. But I think the art's kind of indisputable. Um, but well, You could dispute it. Yep. Everything's uh, disputable. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the next book, though. Let's talk about Alpha Flight, number one. So this is by uh, Ed Brisson, art by Scott Godlewski, colors by Matt Miller, and letters by Travis Lanham. Kale, what is your familiarity or history with Alpha Flight? Uh, zero, my man. Um, really? I know of them. I respect them as a uh, – and it's a bit like my um, history with – what is it like 
Justice League Detroit. They do have a very similar vibe, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I, I, I said similar vibe on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I know they're a thing, uh-huh. and I respect them from a distance, but I probably won't be picking up a, a book. Sure, and to be fair, there aren't many, in, in the year 2023, there aren't many mm-hmm. uh, Alpha Flight runs that <laughs> you can check out. Though they're usually, they might show up in a miniseries here or there, or they might show up, you know, they showed up in, in Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk. They were pretty prominent, or at least half of them were pretty prominent side characters throughout that run. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's kind of what they are. They're kind of bit bit side players, you know? Um, so when Fall of X was announced, I was like, oh, Alpha Flight's getting a new book. I was like, why the hell is that a thing? Yeah. Do you, do you remember when this was first announced? Was it announced for Fall of X? It was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was. was part of that, which was confusing, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so actually getting into the book, and once I realized it was Ed Brisson, who I really enjoy, I like Ed Brisson as a character, and, I, and I'm and i familiar with Scott Goluski's art, um, I was like, you know what? It's a decent team. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. Um, and art, Yeah, art's incredible. Yeah, the art's, the art's very, very modern kind of comic book art. Um, and I don't mean that in a real negative way, but it, but it, it does look you know, influenced by like anime and stuff like that. Like there's, there's kind of this look to it. Um, very, uh, very Dan Mora and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and as I read this, I was like, I like the characters. I like, I like the, the, the dynamic that these guys have, but it felt a little by the book in terms of like that turn at the end. I saw that page one completely telegraphed. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of was a bit of a knock for me. Um, it it was almost like so telegraphed at the beginning that by the time it does, like the turn still hasn't happened yet at the end. I'm like, are they really making these characters bad? So it's almost too telegraphed to the point where then they tricked me. I kind of fell back into it. Um, and then they do the, the obvious move where, you know, spoiler, Alpha Flight's good, you know, (laughs) um, it's not much of a spoiler, but, uh, yeah, so this, and again, this is where I feel like this whole fall of X thing feels very Civil War to me. Um, mm-hmm. Without the mm-hmm. heroes fighting each other, it, it's heroes versus government, um, which almost feels antiquated at this point. Uh, especially when the whole um, in Uncanny uh, Avengers, Quicksilver is you know he's running mutants to the to the Canadian border to free them, and then meanwhile we get the Alpha Flight and out in Canada's like, nah, we're just doing the same thing as the U.S. Yeah. So like there was a bit of like continuity discrepancy there. Um, I He's, thought this wait. was a fine book. Is the government hunting mutants? Uh, They're hunting uh, mutants through Orcus. Through Orcus, Orcus is working with the government to hunt mutants to pretty much deport them to yeah, okay. to to Mexico. Uh, Araco, essentially. Yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, I don't know if you saw Marco's uh, trying to get it in the chat. Oh, he's trying to get it? Okay, yeah. Maybe I'll, he'll have uh, something better to say. I'll, I'll add him to this. <laughs> I just... Um, man, this story's doing nothing for me. This overall... Fall of uh, X overall? Yeah. Hey, Marco. Welcome to the show. What's up? We're talking about Alpha Flight. 
Ooh, uh, where I Kale does not have much to say. Oh, well. Do, do you have more to say about a book that we read, Marco? <laughs> I have I have things to say about this group of books, but I'll save it until after we do Dark X Men. Okay. Uh, I had fun with Alpha Flight. I, I I like the characters in general. Okay, typically. I was gonna I was gonna ask like out of all of us, even though you're not a big you know su- superhero kind of guy, I feel like you would enjoy Alpha Flight the most. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fun. Um, I, I like the the gimmick when they get introduced in uh, in X Men, like the Claremont stuff, or at least that's where I found first. That's where they first appear. Them. Yeah, yeah. So um, that stuff's a lot of fun, and seeing them here in a different capacity with a slightly different lineup isn't bad um yeah it's kind of a mixture of a couple versions of alpha flight yeah yeah and i like this kind of dual purpose they're serving like one for the government kind of like at a front but then in the back as it gets revealed they're still saving mutants to some degree so they're kind of trying to play both sides of it and i'm sure that's going to blow up in their face which is probably where the the story part's going to come i had fun yeah, I think it's I think it's like a, a fine comic, but I think, you know, I think it was a comic speak that just wrote an article about it that I shared in the Discord. Where like a lot of the Marvel comics right now are like they're fine, um, so this yeah kind of feels a par for the course for Marvel, which at this point is not a good thing. Mm. Um, none of the books real have real heat out there. The ones this you know, week, one of them that did you know just ended, which I'll talk about later in the show. Damn, three um, of them had heat for me, man. This week. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on Kenny Avengers while you're here, since you since you missed that? We, yeah, oh. we had we had three Marvel books, so yeah. uh, I I had a lot of fun with that one. That one was probably um, I think that was probably my book of the week, honestly. Oh, um, Kenny Avengers, okay. It it was well paced. Um, I like the mix of characters. I like the approach that we had with um, Cap kind of coming in and being like, "No, I'm going to come and wrangle these people and." Uh, there's this tension there, obviously because of the stuff coming out of the Hellfire Gala. And so um, him being the person to go, no, I'm here to help. I believe that. And then we got the, uh, what can we call it? Somebody, somebody did a, a scan of his, uh, of his mind. He's like, no, he's telling the truth. It's like, yeah, it's Captain America. That, that kind of makes sense. That tracks. Why is he going to lie? He can't lie. He's like Abraham Lincoln. Or yeah. is that George Washington? <laughs> One of them. Uh, it's George Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the mix of characters as well. Really, really enjoyed it. I like seeing those. Silax a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and then pinning them at the end with this new liberation thing that's liberation led by fun, Blob yeah. and one. I, I was like, yo, that's they're cool. doing my boy Blob dirty. What? Why? That guy. I, that was like the tiki bar uh, uh, bartender. Like he was. I had I had love for him, and now he's just a dummy yep. again. I'm like, ah, oh, Blob, you're not listening to the right people again. <laughs> but I get it. It's fine. Green Lagoon, my ass, I guess. But who uh, uh, this Andrea and Andreas? No idea what that was about. They're the Von Strucker kids. Um, so if you ever read, um, uh, they they were swordsmen at one point. Um, uh, Andreas Von Strucker was swordsman in Warren Ellis's Thunderbolts run, and his sister was dead at the time, so he had her skin wrapped around the sword. So that whenever they're touching skin to skin contact, they can do powers. Yes, it's incestuous. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So th- was that is that news? Kale, you didn't know that either. 
You know he Marvel's history with incestuous characters? <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit about that, yeah. but that one's that one's new. Yeah, that's their mutant gift is incest, uh, unfortunately. It's powerful incest. Um, <laughs> let's not talk to Claremont about that one. Actually, I don't, I don't think that's a Claremont creation, but whatever. Um, let's jump into the last X-Men book that we're talking about this week with Dark X-Men. Number one. Uh, just quickly, Alpha Flight, it was fun. I've for for a taste of something, um, uh, new, sort of unfamiliar. I, I guess it's a pickup if you're looking for a cool X Men book right now. It, yeah. It was like, it was like a saltine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like no real flavor, but I can eat it. I'm not gonna eat a whole bunch of them. And you know, you know yeah. what's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It is uh, reliable. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, just pair that with a ginger ale, and I'm good. That's the, that's the Puerto Rican cure all. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> in the in the green Keebler elf tin, you got to get that. Yeah, um, of course. But yeah, that's I, I would. <sighs> Uncanny Avengers was a pull for me. I forgot we did this. Um, and Alpha Flight was kind of a pass for me. What? Yeah. That, I said pass for uncanny avengers what hesitant pull for alpha flight okay dang um it's a double pull hard pull you, hard pull for uncanny avengers Ooh, easy um <laughs> alpha flight definitely a pull I, I think there's i think this is a good setup issue you know they, they lay out everything you need to know and from here on we kind of understand the status quo and so let's jump into the next issue I'm, i have a good time with it and this one, Dark X-Men, so close to being the pick. It was between this and Uncanny Avengers. Interesting. So let's talk about uh, Dark X-Men, which was the listener pick. Uh, this is Dark X-Men number one, uh, with written, written by Steve Fox, art by Jonas Scharf, colors by Frank Martin, letters by Clayton Cowles. Um, I am a sucker for a villain team book. Um, especially books like this, where like I feel like nobody is safe, you know, the whole uh, resurrection protocols aren't a thing right now. So, like, any of these guys can just get offed at any moment, which we kind of see here towards this. We'll, we'll see what issue two lies. Um, so I like that. Even though this is kind of a sausage party, at least at least being led by Madeline Pryor. Um, hey so it, it, it's cool to see that. I really, really enjoy the Jonah Sharf art. Um, mm-hmm. I think that with, with Frank Martin, Frank Martin has a thing for the color red that just works. Um, his stuff with like, uh, it was Donny Cates his venom and, and absolute carnage and all that. Like he just understands the tones of red that just, I love his, uh, the way Frank Martin colors mm-hmm. things. Sometimes it just looks good. Um, and all of it's like a little understated. It's never bright colors. It's almost realistic in the tone. But yeah. not because it's a superhero comic. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I'm just a big Frank Martin fan when it comes to colors. And I think the really, really weird cast of characters here is something that I enjoy. Like Maggot is on this team. I'm in. That's cool. Uh, I actually really enjoy this. Out, out of the three books, this was my favorite. Mm, yeah. This was another strong, I think, uh, addition this week. Uh, starting as a number one again, well paced. I, I was gonna call out the art. Just feels there's this. 
looseness to some of the the form but the the lines are really tight if that makes sense like the inking around yep. it is really tight and uh i i found that to be super interesting it, it almost felt like um a little bit like robert hack in chilling adventures where like ah, there's sure. like there's this mood that's getting brought up and um uh yeah i i feel like there's a, a good story here a good cast of characters who are relatively complex and i really liked uh this that not that what is it this like relationship between madeline Pryor and havoc that as a way to you mean a focus. simp we're not we're not on twitch anymore you mean a simp relationship havoc <laughs> is like the ultimate simp hey and don't, like, don't do my man like that self-report self-report i understand <laughs> hey listen madeline Pryor comes knocking on my door I get it. It's like, I get it, i'm simping too I get it. This guy, this guy will wear weird, la- like demon lingerie for his lady. Like it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kale's reveal. Yeah. I can simp. I can do it. Hey, listen. Madeline Pryor says, "Jump!" I say, "How high?" Yeah. That's um, right. Listen, these three books were the exact same for me. They were all set up. They were all gather your teams. They were all, oh, we're going to have one fight so we can entice everybody in. Yeah. And here's your characters and let's introduce everybody. And I just, it's all the same. It's like all fast the same. Food. What? It's less than fast food. What? Ooh, ooh, that's you rough. grouch. That's like White Castle. <gasps> I like White Castle. Damn, yeah, maybe that's why we're having this issue right now. It's just, like, why did we have to pick three number ones from the same line? Hey, the listeners picked this one, okay? The other option was X-Men Red. <laughs> Listen, maybe X-Men sometimes Red we should stop listening to them. <laughs> nah, I like this one. This was cool. I'm saying sometimes, maybe sometimes a dictatorship has its benefits. That's what. That's whoa, all I'm saying. Whoa, hey, whoa, go to Italy with that, uh, that, 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 uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I just, these three books for me, just, it was the, it felt like, uh, the same formula three times. Um, I did not have a good time. I don't disagree. I think the formula of things is the same. Um, I think the art is, was kind of widely different in each of them. Um, so you got different flavors there, but you're right. You're right. It was... Team book, team setup book, big fight in the middle, little cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, yeah, and all three and of them happening the same week. Like, I don't know. There are more weeks in the in the month. Maybe you could have spaced these out a little more. Who knows? Uh, but like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like, disagree. Isn't uh, isn't this line going for a while? Like, uh, it is the fall of X, not just because the mutants fell, but also because it's all of the fall. <laughs> Right, yeah, the fall, yeah. fallout from a lot of stuff, but but like, what what do you, what's the expectation to differentiate for a team book then? Like, you you have to have those elements, right? Those are the those are the ingredients to the soup. Like, why are you gonna get mad at that? I mean, I'm not. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm not mad at the books. I'm mad at the way we read them. I'm. I can see the line being a problem. Yeah. Like if you know if if whoever's you know planning these out knows these books are very similar in structure, 
all coming out the same day is like, all right, well, that just proves that Marvel's kind of not really, they're firing on like one cylinder. I don't know how cars work. I don't know if that expression makes any sense, but. Sort of. Um, But like, yeah, you know, three, three team books all at once all have the same formula, all have the same structure. It's a, this is, it's, it's hard for me to say that I got anything out of these. Hmm. And I think there's, admittedly, there's quite a bit of bias here because I don't care for uh, what came out of Hellfire Gala. Sure. I didn't understand it. I barely understand what uh, the subject of each issue is telling me, even though all three of them had to tell me over and over and over again. Yeah. It just, I don't know, this situation just didn't work. Okay. You know, and and I think, I think your, your, uh, your, your, argument against that marco is i think it's very valid this is a team book this is the structure yeah but like tyler said like this is three of them in a row in the same line yeah well the avengers well i guess just in general like Marvel, it's de- it's, it's yeah, dealing yeah. with the same stuff yeah. right right like yeah, they sure. they have an iceman book they have a nightcrawler book like there are solo books in the line too that maybe you could have spaced these out more strategically. Like you know, even if even if we were also reading Jed McKay's Avengers number one, like that would have been different enough for me. Yeah. The, well, actually, and, and I would argue you should be able to do a team book differently. Like a structure exists, yes, but it would be nice to see somebody try to change the structure of it. Yeah, the. The best I can say is that the dynamic of Dark X-Men is interesting. Yeah. The conflict in Alpha Flight will it could get me to issue two with mild complaints. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No thoughts uh, on Candy Avengers. <laughs> Dan, Dan here's like I, I don't think it's asking too much to want a different first team book structure. That's fair. I but but like I, I think, I think it's going to deviate and distinguish itself as it goes on. Like, this oh, is yeah. the framework, right? That we kind of you kind of need to swallow. It's like it's like you know the beginning of any other, uh, shonen manga, right? You, but that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. but you know that it's going to differentiate down the line. Like I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna give it the the gripe for how it's built because of the way that that's the, that's the way the structure works. They all have to start from point a where they yeah. go from there is where I'm going to, I'm going to dictate the quality sure. from that point. Like, like the, this works as a solid book. The premise gets interesting or the premise introduced can be interesting. I'm looking forward to see where it goes from there. Okay. So a reader like me gets three, these three books has the same problem. That's three number twos that aren't going to be picked up. Mm. Fair, yeah, I think mm. that's fair. You know what um, I mean? Like they don't do like, like you're right, but they, you know, that structure means they could also do something unique. You know, 
Sure. I will say it's nice to see that uh, both uh, Monet St. Croix and uh, uh, Maria St. Croix and Emplate are in there. I, uh, uh, Gen X, great book. So just, man, I wish, I wish I knew what you were talking about. So Emplate's the, the, the vampire looking dude with the big nose thing. And all right. <laughs> I, Chris Bacalo on Gen X. Like this is like, that's like good 90s X-Men there. Uh, uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chris Bacow rules. What book was that? Gen X, Generation X. No, sorry. In Plate uh, uh, was in Dark X Men, and Penance was in Uncanny Avengers. Yes, also known okay. as Monet. All right, but she was in the the red form. Sorry, I'm geeking out right now. I'm geeking out. Let's talk about some non superhero books for a second. Let's get into Kelly Thompson's new book with the Cull number one. Uh, this is by Kelly Thompson with art by Matteo De Ulis, uh, letters by Hassan. Uh, Marco, do you, know how to, do you know how to pronounce Hassan's last name? I, I, I hate Hassan Otsman Elhow. There we go. Thank you. That's much better than I can. Um, but yeah, so this is um, this is the the or at least Matteo De Ulis on colors and art and Kelly Thompson. They worked on uh, Jessica Jones when Marvel was doing that weird thing where like they were releasing. Uh, digital shorter issues and then physical print issues that collected those digital issues into bigger things. Uh, I forgot the initiative was called. It wasn't, it was pretty much with like the Marvel Knights line for a bit. Um, but that was a damn good yeah. Jessica Jones book. Yeah. 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 Um, and Matteo de Ulis was also on, uh, he was on, uh, I think Jane Foster's Valkyrie book when Aaron and, and Gorn, T- uh, Gorn Tronbeck were, were on that. Um, Matia is, insane <laughs> um this was my pick of the week easily for this what? week i think it was mine too. um i think this is uh, this is strangely another team book in a way um but it's a much more organic th- way they, to say yeah they, 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 it was a little more organic in the way they they kind of get together it, it's very much yeah. it has the feel of you know uh, it's it's you know i don't want to say stranger things but like that whole 80s you know high schoolers or college kids get together Something bad happens, yeah, um, and things go wrong. Uh, it's a little stand by me, you know, Monster Squad. Like it, it is a a trope, but it's a trope I enjoy. I enjoy like ensemble pieces like that, and I like how the cast is not too big to the point where like I already know who everyone is. Like I know we talk about um, Nice yeah. House on the Lake as like a poor example of that. Um, mm-hmm. This is the opposite. Like everyone is visually distinct. First of all, yeah. Um, and their names are kind of catchy, too. Like, Wade and Will and Cleo. Like, enough where I'm like, yeah, that that rings in my head. I can get that. That is, that is I think, yeah. a good thing for a writer to do. Um, yeah, I like this a lot, especially since I also have no idea where it's going. The, the That first splash page that we get was an interesting way to kind of like grab the attention. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, just, okay. We know they're thinking about doing uh, something, or this is the setting, and then monster. Okay, you got me. I'm try. I'm, I want to figure this out now. And then we go into well, a little bit of slice of life and uh, what what's going on with these individual characters. I thought that immediacy of just introduce this larger concept that we're probably not going to visit. It almost feels feels like some kind of like cosmic horror stuff, um, Lovecrafty and whatnot. So I, I dug that a lot. The 
the the sequences where they're introducing the characters and they're all being introduced by them leaving their house with either their parents or whatever, some of them sneaking out or whatever. Um, a lot of the character work is not in the writing. Mm. Um, mm. I was kind of poring over those pages and picking out like, oh, yeah, I can see the character dynamics just by uh, um, the facial work, just by the way characters yep. look at each other by backgrounds, by clippings on a fridge or on a wall. Like, I was kind of picking out individual things here that I was just eating up. And I'm like, oh, this is character work, but mm -hmm. from a refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, like, and, and the way Mattia Deulis works with faces is nuts. Yeah. It almost looked like yeah. actors on a page. It's, it's without being photo so, referencey at all. So clear, though. Yeah. Yeah. And the facial shadows too, like you know where the light source is yeah. every single point. Yeah, yeah. really well um, done. It's I I don't know how to explain that. It is just really really well done. It, it's well rendered, like all, yeah. all of it's well yeah. rendered. Um, I I read this with the we get the image, uh, book, which the, we call it the, 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 the yeah the yeah. the reviews for that. Same. So the mm -hmm. the the quality is a little degraded. But even through that, like even through some of that pixelation, I'm like, oh no, I can, I can see like the precision of the the posture of stuff like hair falling down. It excellent work. E yeah. Even like I have a page up right now. Like even just noticing like Cleo's fingernail polish is just not like she hasn't done her nails in a while. Yeah. yeah. Like that alone is just like all right. Well, she's not maybe not taking care of herself because she's a little messed up somehow. The like scars. none of that is through people talking. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ah, that was expertly done. This issue, I loved it. And it does, it doesn't feel slow. Um, at no point did I feel like I'm I'm getting dragged along on this. Like I because of the way that the art paced out the story, it felt like okay, we're getting two pages of this person, two pages of this person, two pages of this person, and it's brief enough that I can flow into the next one seamlessly. But there's so much detail in the art it feels like I'm getting a lot of information, even though maybe not a lot's happening on the page. And not just, um, not just from the art either, like the, um, the dialogue and, and the, you know, the things that are happening. Yeah. It, it's fed to you in a, a, a good way. Like the pacing here is very, very good as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you always get the right amount of information at the right time. And I think one of them was was uh, it was with uh, the dad was talking about uh, something, and it was like the daughter was like, "Oh, you're only you're only saying I can go because Wade's gonna be there," um, and we don't know who that is, but it goes right to the next page, introduces to Wade right away. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I but but it doesn't even tell us that. It's just like it's just understood as you go through it. Like even for a first issue, it's not like everyone's being named constantly or anything like that, where it becomes noticeable you know yeah um it, the feel, dynamics it feels are very um, kind of stated good it, it feels very goonies yeah yeah you know yeah, the beginning of goonies much. how they kind of go through all the kids houses and we see yep. them mm -hmm. interact you know as they do you get a little parent dynamic in the beginning too yeah yeah they go into a cave <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> um yeah so the problem i have with this book is it suffers from the image first issue sure um what do you mean not enough 
not enough weird stuff happens to hook me here. Page two? It's a giant monster. That's just any like, super land. How many, how many, yeah, how many <laughs> giant monster books, Oh, how many image books open with a giant monster on page two? Damn, I don't know. To be man. fair, I'm not reading a lot of image books right now, so. <laughs> like, and then, you know, and then we get all this character stuff, which is great. I, I'm not trying to take away from that at all. But the giant monster stuff and then the, you know, the uh, it's not a time skip, but, you know, the going back in time. And then yeah. the, the you know, the, the, the character stuff happens 12 hours after the, or before oh, the, before, um, yeah. right, right, okay. um, the monster, the crab. Um, and then the end reveal that this cave goes to a whole nother world is a bit like everything else. I, you know, I, I need, you know, uh, I need a little bit more. I feel like the image number one at this point has the same structure as a first episode of a TV show. And it, it needs more. The first episode of a TV show needs more. Fair. Uh, it's, it's the first 10 minutes of a TV show. Like you're lucky to get, um, you know, an inciting incident in the first issue of a, an image book. Or TV, really. <laughs> Usually or the TV. season finale is the inciting incident. Yeah. Like I just, I, you know, I need just a little bit more to to give me that taste of something. Um, come back to, you know, they're in this cool new world. Great, what's there? We'll find out. That's the. But yeah. that's not going to get me to issue two. What? That's that's oh, the this perfect is setup. In my head, in my head, this wasn't even like. All right, I'm ready for issue two. It's like now, I'm I'm in. Yeah. This one sold me enough where I'm like, you know, I'm in. To be fair, I'm not trying to kiss kiss ass here, but I'm a huge Kelly Thompson mark. <laughs> like, there's been yeah. there's been few books of Kelly Thompson that I have not read. So, and, and again, I'm not I'm not criticizing Kelly here. Like, I I really enjoyed the character work. I do think you know the art again is absolutely incredible. Um, this is a problem I have with image books. Do you think and it's an this, edict at Image, maybe? Sorry? Do you think this is like an edict at Image? This is how one should be because that they're so involved with the first trade, you know? I uh I don't know I don't know if I would say it's an edict, but I think it's a it's an image formula. Yeah. That I, we see happen over and over and over again. Um is it a pull though? Yes, absolutely. Thousand yeah, percent. Yeah. So, so you'd have no issue with this if every image book didn't also do this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Or even if I could get two more pages of something else. Well, I, I guess Black Cloak was good in that way because it was actually it was double, yeah. double, double, double yeah. size. Absolutely. Yeah, double, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Absolutely. I loved Black Cloak. Same. Very good. And, and I, I think that that having more pages to your point, Kale makes sense to be able to provide a fuller experience for a first mm -hmm. issue you you get mm -hmm. that time to really decompress and focus on the things that are narratively important 
but also things that will uh, entice readers beyond that. Yeah, that's fair. Atomic Hound says, I'm going with a pull on this to at least try. Yeah, dude, I don't think you can go wrong with at least trying this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, don't hear, don't hear my complaint as this is this book only and that makes it bad. This book looks incredible. The dialogue and the pacing are top-notch. Kelly Thompson is on fire here. Do a good so job. You better put yeah, it out. You, you want to get this book. You know what? Despite despite my bitching, pay the week. It wouldn't be kale, a kale discussion without a little bit of a... What do you say it over there? Whingin? Whingin. Yeah. Whingin, yeah. Um, uh, Joel Anderson uh, commented, Tyler, your drip is fresh. I'm going to keep that one up there and block Marco's name. Um, so I was going to say, your Joel. glasses are good. Oh, yeah, they're they're new. I buy direct. Nice. nice oh, Zenny. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've had the same glasses for almost 10 years. I lose mine constantly. So, You should check up on your prescription. I have a new prescription. Oh, <laughs> oh it's, not, it's not a prescription issue. Let's talk about Batman Superman World's Finest number 18. Wait, wait, wait. Before we did, uh, on, on the, that last splash page, um, did you guys notice that the text box or the the bulb the speech bubble that comes out of that rock all of the stuff behind it have similar shapes and so i think this is an interdimensional portal i mean the way that it looked i i, I was assuming inter interdimensional already you know but all of those other rocks there are other portals because they oh, look the same oh, i see what you mean i see god i wish the image number one uh the image review copies were in better quality yeah <laughs> uh but they all have the same shape, the same sort of layout. I see what you mean. Okay. It looks Almost like they're duplicated like, out. I see. Interesting. Well, I'm going to keep reading, so we'll find out. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's a pull for me. Pull for you, Marco, I'm assuming. Easily. Yeah, hard pull. Yeah, yeah easy. Um, so let's talk about Batman Superman World's Finest, number 18, The Secret Origin of the World's Finest Team. This is by Mark Wade, art by Travis Moore, colors by Tamar Bonvillon, and letters by Steve Wands. Are you guys reading this? No. And I this was fine. Huh. Kale, are you reading World's Finest? Uh, I, w I would like to be before this, yes. Uh, I uh, do recommend it before this. This uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I know so, I from what we've read of it, I I know it's right up my alley. Yeah. It's on the app, One, it's on the app now. There the, the previous arc. So I'm I'm up to I'm up to date on this. The previous arc was all of the robots and cyborgs and any kind of like robot type thing in the DC universe kind of being corrupted, uh, which they like GI robot showed up. Like that's how nuts it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but instead this <laughs> issue, um, does not have Dan Moore art, which is a bummer. And that's nothing against, you know, Travis Moore. I think Travis Moore is good, but yeah. I don't envy having to follow up Dan Moore. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's hard. Dan Mora was kind of uh, uh, the draw for me, honestly. Like, like I, Mark Wade writing DC again. Great. He's doing it for 18 issues at this point, though. Like, that bit's kind of gone. <laughs> um, but Dan Mora is great. Um, and I agree. Uh, MP in the chat said, uh, World's Finest might be the best monthly DC superhero book. I, I don't disagree. I've been loving it every single month. Yeah. Um, but then Atomic Count also says, here we go with the 10th first meeting of Superman and Batman. Yeah. And that yeah, was my issue with good. this. 
I'm tired of that. <laughs> Not probably, <laughs> probably like the hundredth. Yeah. And also, it's got to be like the hundredth that Mark Wade has done I, I <laughs> in the exact same yeah. way. Like, like it's uh, all right. This again. Um, yeah. Because once we do this, like, I can't help but get like comic book continuity nerd. Like it just happens, yep. Yep. and it just starts annoying me. Yep. Um, and it doesn't matter how good the book. Like I, I love the way Mark Wade has a voice for these, this era of these characters, especially yep. his Superman. I love Mark Wade's Superman, um, and I like it's like I like how he has a Batman that's kind of pre Dark Knight Batman, um, mm-hmm. where he can kind of be a little goofy, and I enjoy that. And that's still here. It's good, but I don't care about the first meeting anymore. It's boring. Like the bit where where Gordon thinks Batman's behind him, but it's Superman. Like I've seen that. Yeah, that's a thing. They did it in the in the Snyderverse movie. You know, like. Yep. Um, so that that was my only real gripe with this. It's just like, why, really? Yeah, and and the way they, you know, I, their identities are revealed to each other is just very. Yeah. What's it was like giving you someone your phone number. Like, well, yeah, but but hold on. If this is if does this happen anytime that they interact, Tyler? Like anytime that that they meet, they have to meet again. See that question alone is why this confuses me. Because <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I. It's a uh, it's. Anytime there's a Batman Superman book. There's, there's gonna be, an issue where they meet. But but if in the same series they've done so to your point, Tyler, like the continuity of it, then like over the course of the series, I'm I'm wasting like five pages on introductions every single issue. They're not being constantly every... introduced every single arc. Okay, um, okay. Pretty okay. much early it, on it was just established like, all right, it's early on in their careers, but they know each yeah. other. Yeah. This sure. is the first okay. time in this series that they are meeting for the first time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. So maybe that. I maybe it's there to establish this series and where that is, but like I don't think you need it. I th- it's, it's unnecessary yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like because if you want to tell me a cool the, Riddler and uh, what's what's the villain's name? This uh, Jack uh, Sir. Like if you want to tell me that story, on. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but does it need to be their first meeting? Uh, I don't think so. Nah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't totally get what benefit this has right what this is this might be pessimistic but i but uh mp says it's a flashback story yeah yeah i i understand that um but i mean every one of these is a flashback story yeah Yeah. um and like it just (laughs) this is maybe this is rude but this feels like all right dan mora needs to bank some issues (laughs) uh what do you got yeah Yeah, it could be something for that you know um, not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was a pretty fine issue. Um, but it is not as good as the rest of the series that I've been enjoying. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's also hampered by stuff between the two characters that we've seen before. In what way? The, you know, Bruce figuring out Clark is Superman and oh sure uh and the other way around you know and the like you said earlier you know the Gordon thinking it's yeah. Batman behind him but it's Superman and although the way Batman in this discovers Superman's identity 
is the most obvious thing ever. And how does nobody else figure that out? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, yeah, it's just it's just stuff we've all seen before, and that hampers you know the book. Yeah. This like this story in particular. I will say the Tamara Bonvillon colors are really nice. Yeah. Um, it's like in this perpetual dusk or, or dawn where everything's kind of ambery. The city is ambery. Like Gotham does not feel dirty. And maybe that's to kind of feel like the, you know, the pre-Dark Knight Gotham. This is Silver Age, Bronze Age era. So it, it, it isn't really dirty at this point. Um, I, that was one piece that usually I'm a big fan of Tamara's work. But in, in this one, because it had that consistency of like that you, you described it really well dusk right it, it just has this overcast over it i didn't feel like she was able to be as dynamic as she can mm. sometimes be especially when she was doing like um like mora stuff i mean i think once we see the phantom zone more i think she's gonna have some some ability to play around for sure yeah that's fair um and i am interested in that i am interested to see what batman in the phantom zone is like because I, I don't know if i've read that so potential um and Atomic Count says, you know, despite the legit critique, I'd still recommend it. So would I. I think World's Finest is top three Great DC book. books that are coming out right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the art, like, even though, and and no disrespect, like, it's, again, it's not Dan Mora, but it's not bad at all. No, it's not. Tra you know, Travis Moore, his art's very clear. It's very um, uh, stylized in a very similar way, you know, while still maintaining his own uh flair and figures he hmm. does the um he's like on the the non bruno redondo nightwing issues i believe he kind of switches back and forth okay with again <laughs> rough guy to have to follow up on but you know yeah. but travis yeah. moore is that good like you know where like it it still fits yep um i'd still say it's a pull for me also, Mag Magpie and Spellbinder in it. Magpie, like I love shitty DC characters. <laughs> for, Her hair is for insane. Much, for as much as I wasn't a fan of it, I can see the like the structure and how it works. So yeah, not a pull for me, but I can see why. I do recommend the like previous it. issues. It's very good, very good stuff. Mm. There's some uh, Kingdom Come crossover, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Magog. Read it. I think okay. I read think it. I'm I don't want pass. to spoil anything. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pass because I just don't need another secret origin of sure. Superman Batman. That's fine. Secret origins is a DC thing, right? That term. Uh I mean it's a it, I believe it was a title at some point. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, I'd say it's a poll. But those are our books this week. That's what we read. Uh, so we got two culls and one uncanny Avengers for uh, pick of the week. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So those are our books. If you guys want to decide what we should do for listener book, like we did for uh, Dark X Men um, tomorrow, that poll will be up. I don't know who's a. Uh, am I supposed to do that tomorrow with Strong God? I don't know. Figure that. Um, but that'll be up on the YouTube community tab. So check that out for there. But uh, guys, if you have anything for this next segment, let me know now. But uh, uh, there's some other stuff that I read. I also read the finale of Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto's Daredevil. Oh, nice. Um, I... Sticks the landing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. 
Is it weird? Yes. <laughs> I think uh, the the penultimate issue huh. was the really weird one. <laughs> um, in ter- Interesting. I, if you if you're not up to date on it, it takes a turn, um, and does some weird stuff, um, that I don't really want to spoil. But I will say it's Chichetto doing it, so just go along for the ride. I think I think I genuinely I think I'm gonna collect this this run. In I'm not singles. a big. God no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a big. Like I like Daredevil, obviously, but I'm not a big, uh, you know, a Daredevil follower or whatever. I think this might be the one that that breaks that. You have enough religious guilt in your real life. Oh, Yo, uh, you're you telling me. <laughs> I'd give any. I'd give anything to ditch that and go be a ninja on a mountain somewhere. Take um, my wife and just go fight ninjas. Yeah, fight and screw. That's all he does. Fight screws and thanks God. That's why I love Daredevil. That's why I have a Daredevil tattoo. Um, it's my boy. Um, this would be a good collection to get. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite Daredevil run is still Mark Wade's. Um, yeah, I need to read that. Which, which might be a hot take actually, but, um, I, I still think this is some of Zdarsky's best stuff. Um, mm. it's right up there with Howard the Duck for me. <laughs> I say that unironically. Un- um, I, I, yeah, I've heard it's very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, I've heard that from you a few too many times, but uh, you might have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome there. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, mean, guys, if, you, if you're reading this, uh, <laughs> let's talk about it in the Discord. If you have thoughts on it in the Discord, let me know. Yeah. Uh, Hound really liked uh, Night Terror Superman this week. Interesting. Interesting. Night Terror Superman. I have not been getting. So I've only been getting select Night Terrors tie-ins. I've downloaded the Zatanna one. Um, and the Angel Breaker one. <laughs> um, oh, really? I like the design of Angel Breaker in, uh, in Lazarus Planet and the Robin stuff. Uh, she's a new character, and I just like seeing new characters get little miniseries, because it's like, all right. That's why I read, um, uh, that, that Hollow, yeah, I, Hollow's I, I Eve look something up. You know. Um. Okay. But, oh, Kale froze. All right, he's, he looks like he's just searching. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm reading this week. But uh, we also have some polls for next week. Uh, let's see. I will be checking out Immortal Thor number one. This is by, nice. I guess, friend of the show at this point. Ooh, uh, Al Ewing, uh, art by Martin Kokolo, uh, Matthew Wilson on Colliers. Uh, this is Al doing the Immortal Thor stuff, Immortal Hulk kind of thing for Thor, in which. I feel like is not getting enough buzz. Like I'm legitimately excited for this. Uh, is he? Because he typically does cosmic stuff. Is he like bringing him into? Are you saying Thor does cosmic stuff? Uh, I'm no Ewing. So is it going to be? Not more... really. Immortal Hulk wasn't really cosmic. It got almost Lovecraftian at, at a point, but it was still on. But Earth. that's like, but but that's like his now corner of Marvel, yeah. Uh, I don't, maybe, I mean, it's Thor, so it's probably going to be very, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be in Asgard, presumably, and all that, who, who knows where that's going to be, um, but it's also got all these uh, Alex Ross covers, too, which does not hurt it, um, and I also wanted to check out Penguin, number one, this is by uh, Tom King and Roberto De La Torre. Uh I forgot Tom King was doing a Penguin book. This feels like one of those, like, all right, 
they're just letting Tom King do what he wants. Yeah. Um, which this could be yeah, this could yeah. be Rorschach. Could be Heroes no. in Crisis. You know what I mean? <laughs> he said so, no. We'll we'll see. I'm 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 up to date on uh uh, uh what's that other book he's Danger doing? Danger Street. Uh, Danger Street. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is it's gaining traction now, and I'm really enjoying it. But it, um, it took a while, yeah, to like get to a certain point. I feel it like it I kind of had the Tom King thing where it's like you got to hit the halfway point for it to realize what the story is. Right. You know. Come on. Okay. I I know it, it's it's not your it, thing, Cal. It, it works though. I just like, but this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, how are you gonna make people wait seven issues? Yeah, it was like six issues before, like the literally the entire cast actually meets up. Like, what are we what are we doing? It helps when Tom King has really good artists. So, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see what this is. Although I don't uh, that whoever that is in the cover, it looks nothing like a penguin. But well, we'll see. Uh, Marco, finale of Dark Knights of Steel. Number 12. Is this the finale? Final issue. Final. No. Oh, don't. T- All right. I didn't know that. Now I'm sad. Um, damn. It's a good book. I'm, it's such a good book, dude. I, I'm, I haven't read 11, so I'm only on 10 Ooh. at the moment. So I need oh, to you get, just. You get double the fun next week. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was waiting for it. I'm, I'm waiting for that. So damn. Okay. Well. Oh, sorry for me to piss in your Cheerios today, but. Appreciate it. And right here, right in this cup. Thank you. Um, I I am also reading this, so I will be checking this out as well. Uh, the Yasmin Putri art, uh, she's oh, killing it on this. Gorgeous. Phenomenal. I, I I can't believe she's not done stuff before, and I hope that they bring her back to do, like for my understanding is for this is her first DC work. Uh, it's possible. It looks like she's done some like stuff here or there. Uh, no, she's done some other. She's done some like Daphne Byrne stuff for DC apparently. So she's been. She's, she's Daphne Byrne. Maybe for, save maybe co- for colors. Save well, comics. That's crazy. We'll see. It's a good looking though. It's a good book. Incredible. Uh, and then something called Zeno, number two. Oh, so Zeno is a... Um, Oni the book. person, Yeah, an Oni Press book. The person doing the covers. Um, I, I I really enjoy the the art. Um, uh, oh my god! Now I'm not, now I'm blanking on the name. I have a piece of his swamp thing on my on my wall. Um, piece. Matt Lesniewski. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of one of my favorite things is if you look at any of the pieces of his art, you're gonna see so many different uh, techniques of inking being used at the same time. So he'll be able to do like full blacks. He'll do stuff that's a bit scratched out. He'll do um, different shading. He'll like have it's just all over the place in terms of what he does from an a uh a shading perspective and previously uh, i i really like his like dynamicism his bodies are lanky they're kind of stretchy things feel like they they flow and so he's recently added this extra layer of shading into his work that i think just continues to elevate the stuff that he does i think it, it gives it a bit more of a like fuller feel where previously he was inking a bit more simply and now there's just a lot of complexity to it. So I, I love his work and he's, uh, to my knowledge, only doing the covers. Yeah. Uh, and so based on that alone, the fact that he's only doing the covers, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll pick up the book. It's a cool cover. Yeah. 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 Date on this book too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. By Justin uh, Jordan, Justin Jordan writing mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, you want to check out Newburn number 10 from more Sadarsky. Yeah. Um, I, I love a crime book, love a detective book. 
Um, Jacob Phillips. I'm, yeah, is on still this here too. for this. Yeah, Jacob Phillips. Um, yeah. I enjoy what he's doing. And the backup for this section is done by uh, David Brothers. Oh, from uh, oh, interesting. From manga explaining. From manga explaining. Um, editor at editor Viz, Edition. I believe. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's really exciting. I always find it funny when, like, I'm thinking about, like, Zdarsky's career currently and where he is. And it's like, oh, this was the sex criminals artist? Like, that's how yeah. we got introduced to this guy? This, I, is, I, this is the dude that... Drew orgasms? <laughs> well, used to uh, 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 have uh, uh, conversations with Applebee's on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then surprising no one, Kale, you also want to check out Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 111. This is the beginning of the darkest hour. Uh, it's a monumental 12-month event. Whoa. Whoa. Mistress Vile has won. Um, I believe this is, yeah, this is Melissa Flores, yep. Simona de Jean Felice. Yep. De Jean? Dijon Phillies. All right. You can't be the one, first one talking about food, Marco. Come on. It's my, it's my um, gig. Yeah. I, 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 you know, hey, listen, Power Rangers event, I'm here. Who's Mistress yeah. Vile? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know, and it doesn't matter because I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. It yeah. just sounds like Rita Repulsa's daughter or something, you know? Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me look. Oh. But hey, you're still if, reading these, uh, uh, these Power Rangers books, so. Must be pretty good. Oh, it's Rita Repulsa. Oh, is it? Oh, Rita Repulsa revealed how she became Mistress Vile. Oh, so I, I was not that far off. Look at me. Look so, at me, uh, Power Rangers guy over here. So oh. you can tell that I uh, am not reading the books. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. But the want is there. The, the the dream is there, yeah. And it's an event, you know, so if it's good, uh, it will. if it's good, it will make me go back. Yeah, and uh, if it's good, it should be a jumping on um, point as well. Freaking uh, 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 breaking the grid or whatever, shattered grid. Yeah, made me pick up the whole line, um, and I don't regret it. So well, those are the good. books we're talking about, guys. So uh, you could follow us at all the socials that are up there. I gotta change that Twitter icon still because it's X now. X. Get rid of it. Um, still full of horrible human beings, though. So you can follow us on YouTube where you can get everything. All the junk that we do is on YouTube. Uh, yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. Follow us on TikTok. If you want a little bite-sized version of us while you're scrolling through your videos of goth women, um, you can check out uh, Instagram. Uh, we do stuff on Instagram as well. Um, or uh, we're on Threads and Blue Sky as well. I don't know how to put Blue Sky's icon up there because their app icon is horrendous. It's garbage. It is the, I downloaded, I downloaded the app today. The worst and I'm like, app icon I've ever seen in my life. It is literally a PNG of the Windows 98 background, it looks like. Um, like, maybe do some actual design. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Jack, please. I'll do it for you. I'll design it for you. I've read enough X-Men books. I might have absorbed a little bit of Muellerisms. Who knows? Um, but yeah, follow us on all the socials. Uh, you can follow... Uh, we'll see you Saturday for the show. I won't be here. I will be going to an oddities convention in Philadelphia, so that's where I will be. Ooh, uh, something music-related. So um, they have, I, I can get like a jackalope taxidermy there or some jars and brains or brains and jars. Um, huh? Yeah. It's a convention full of oddities. Um, you like, can buy like a, the, you can buy a taxidermy of like a calf with two heads. 
Can, can, huh. Is there like, I think like, there's a, some like, like a bone flute or a skin flute? Maybe. Oh, there's no skin flute. Huh? Skin flute is oh, something else, Marco. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're allowed to sell uh, a couple things here, Marco. Let's break this one down. Um, uh-huh. Skin flute is a penis. Um, that's what that is. If somebody ever told you, hey, you play the skin flute, don't say yes unless you do. Then it's fine. Um, but I mean, no shame well, in it. You, you, you suck in the dick. Um, or uh, if it's a skin thing, we stopped doing that years ago. We don't do that anymore. That's that's human flesh. It's it's a taboo thing. Um, but I think I think there's one vendor that might be doing Pokemon taxidermy, like crypto taxidermy. So like, there's like a Aww. fake Venomoth in a in a thing. So I'll be seeing if they're there. I think they were there for one of the stops of this convention tour. I don't know if they're going to be there for this stop. But is there um, a site? The Oddities Convention. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll text you after the show. Um, you can't about the skin too. We lost a uh, hound, so I guess we better wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the show, guys. We will see you Saturday at ten fifteen a.m. Eastern time, right here, where we're going to be talking about something. So things. All right. Until then, see you next week. <laughs>